My name is Paulina, I study graphic design at Royal Academy of Art in The Hague and you are listening to a series of podcasts with currently enrolled students which aim to bring insights into the programs of different departments at our academy. Happy to have you with us and uh, yeah, let's go! Welcome everyone uh, to another episode of In Conversation podcast. Today I will be talking to type and media students. I have Sam and Laura and welcome and it's nice to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, I started each of my conversation uh, from an introduction. So it would be good if each of you could tell me a little bit about yourself. So where do you come from? Uh, you can mention how old are you. We also know that Type and Media is a master program. So I assume you also have some sort of a uh, background in a different education before you uh, came to KBK. So, yeah, who wants to start? I'm Laura. I'm uh, part of Type and Media Master Program, uh, the Type Design Master of the Academy. I'm 26 years old and I'm originally from Bulgaria. I graduated with Bachelor in Graphic Design uh, last year and what brought me to the Academy is the Master itself. I got to know letters through calligraphy and then I learned about type design and um, my mentor in Bulgaria, Boril Karaivanov, who is also the organizer of a Typefest conference, taught me many things about letters and also told me about the program. And I also met Krista Rodoeva, a type and media alumni, so I wanted to know more about mm -hmm. uh, type design and I thought this is a good next step for me to apply uh, here. And uh, your previous bachelor in graphic design was also in Bulgaria, right? Yes, and I also did an Erasmus in Spain, mm -hmm. an exchange. Okay. Yeah. okay, great. How about you, Sam? Um, I'm Sam, or Sam. Uh, I'm 23 years old and I'm from uh, Brussels, Belgium. Um, I studied graphic design. I have a master in graphic design and a bachelor. Uh, I studied at Lukács School of Arts in Ghent where I met uh, Frederik Berlan, who is also a Type Media alumni, and he introduced me to the program Type Media. Um, it's all, I mean, my interest in Type Design sparked uh, with the revival assignment. We got in the third bachelor, and yeah, it really fascinated me how it's, it's wonderful how you can create a tool with just starting from scratch. Um, and he is also a very good coder, and I'm also very interested in coding and in Python and programming languages. So actually it was a perfect match. So I applied for Type Media um, two years ago, one year ago now, when I was doing my master and he thought the chances were pretty small that I would get in because <laughs> I'm I'm only 23 and mo most of the time they take only um, like more prof professional people who have like professional experience. So yeah, and actually I'm, I was surprised and I'm really glad and happy that I'm here um, in Type Media now. Well, congratulations, you know, that Thank you got you. in. <laughs> okay, uh, that's uh, great stories. And um, maybe let's jump to the talk about uh, your department itself. So we know that it's a one-year master program, so I can assume it's probably pretty intense. Um, so maybe you could both uh, explain me, and explain to people who are listening to us, like, yeah, what what classes do you have? What's the week of like type and media student? How it looks like? It differs a lot from the first semester and the second semester. In the first semester, we have like seven or eight classes. Some start like in the second part of the first semester and continue until the 
first part of the second semester, if I'm right. Um, and yeah, the second uh, semester is mostly about our graduation project. Mm-hmm. So we, I think the the we have some small for some classes we have small assignments for other classes we have like a bigger assignment uh, over the whole semester like for example the revival and the contrast and the drawbot uh, in drawbot we start to get to know Python and coding and then we have like a final project we work individually on. Sam, can you uh, explain what is revival class? What what do we do in the revival uh, class? For the revival class, we uh, it's a class. Uh, by Paul van der Laan and he gave us the assignment or the first assignment the first part of the assignment was to find a book printed before 1940 I think it has to be metal type and we had to find a lot of books actually we had to visit markets and uh, old bookstores and then we had to find something that we found interesting we discussed it in class first and then um yeah, we start drawing actually, or we we also have to write a thesis kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we had to explain, uh, document the whole process, and mm-hmm. just uh, explain everything how it's done. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to learn, actually. You enjoy it quite a lot, right? I, yeah, it was my favorite class. This was your favorite class. Yes. What uh, what typeface did you revive? My typeface was an American one, and I was a bit. Uh, not sure about it because I wasn't, I didn't know if I would find enough information here in this region, but actually I did. There was quite a lot, quite a lot and quite enough. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's called Ronaldson. So it was very, very interesting. The mm-hmm. whole process. And except revival, uh, you, some, I think you also mentioned contrast. What are the other classes you also have in the first semester? Um, we also had uh, form studies, uh, stone carving, type and language, design theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think these are these yeah. are the classes, and we also had a few workshops during the whole year, mm-hmm. focused on different scripts. And uh, Laura, what is? Uh, can you maybe go a little bit in details? This stone carving—it sounds pretty uh, crazy. Stone carving, <laughs> yes. Um, well, basically, we design a letter on paper and then we try to uh, translate it to the stone. But actually, the stone is dictating, in a way, the shape or what will be done on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> it takes time, it takes patience, and your hands hurt and your back hurts. But it's so good. It stays forever on the stone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good there's a good balance between uh, staring at the screen all the time and having this stone carving class. It's uh, almost a stress relief kind of thing. Uh, I mean, it's hard. Like, I'm very bad at stone carving too. I mean, I'm all, I was always I was always a bit afraid of making mistakes because once you carve the stone, it's it's forever. It's permanent there, and that. I, I was really scared to make mistakes, but actually, you can make as many ex- mistakes as, as you want. You can always solve, mm-hmm. in one way or the other, um, the mistake or, or find another solution. And yeah, like Laura said, the stone really dis- dictates how the letter will look like. It's not you mm-hmm. who is in full control, actually. Yeah, you can have the idea, but then really the stone is helping you somehow to figure it out. And Françoise is also a big help. Yes. She's so good. She's a teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. Why is it uh, 
why do you actually have this class? Why is it so important for type designers to uh, carve in stone? <laughs> it's not, but it's part of the the whole thing. It's a different media, and that's the idea mm. of the program to exp not just do type on screen, but try different medias and mm -hmm. and see how it translates from one world to another, from one tool to the other. It mm -hmm. gives a much broader perspective. Okay. Oh, all right. That's nice. You also, Laura, mentioned something about forms, that you have a class with forms. Yeah, it's called Form Studies. Mm -hmm. uh, it's with Eric Van Blokland, and we did uh, type cooker exercises. Uh, also, yes. We did a, yeah, we did a lot. We did a lot. Like, a lot of small assignments, a like chocolate letter was also part of that class. Yes. I mean, um, and uh, responsive lettering. We had different uh, mm -hmm. smaller assignments in this class. And oh, yeah, and we started with calligraphy with pointed uh, nib. Pointed nib. Mm -hmm. So, quite a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first, uh, if I understand you correctly, first semester, just to sum it up, is very like loaded. Like you have a lot of classes, on top of that, you have workshops. Maybe you can describe one workshop you had. Uh, in the first semester, we had the uh, Cyrillic workshops with Ilya Rudeman, which was very interesting, and it was connected to a revival mm -hmm. uh, assignment. I mean, I think most of us chose the yeah. revival assignment as a base. Yeah, we could have chosen Cyrillic. if we wanted if we want to do the Cyrillic for the contrast or for the revival. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's I I never expected it, but um, like designing it. Uh, typeface for another script learns you a lot about the typeface for the Latin scripts. I mean, I never did something like this before, and it really opened up my eyes. And I mean, I think Cyrillic is a beautiful script to design, right, yeah. Laura? You're yeah. you're a native, so I'm you know. native. But for me, it was also very helpful to to see how mm -hmm. it how my script is taught, and um, yeah, to gain understanding on the Latin at the same time. Mm -hmm. It was not that hard for you, or it is? It was not that hard, it was just very intense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a very intense week, if I remember correctly. Very, yeah, it was in, mm -hmm. in September when we had a lot of uh, other things. And in this was some deadlines. Yeah, mm -hmm. and this was a four-day intense workshop from morning till evening. Oh, wow. And at the end we had to deliver the whole alphabet. Yeah, right. The theoretic extended. Oh wow! <laughs> so for four days, that's that's possible. If you didn't know, that's possible. Yeah, I just want <laughs> and to, to do it well. Actually, it's, it's good to know that you can do like a lot in four days. Uh, it's crazy. If yeah. if you have like continuous feedback and you can talk with people about your work, you can do like a lot in four days. It's crazy. Yeah. Time is uh, different here. Really mm -hmm. different. I can imagine. Yeah. And how about the coding? You also code in type and media, right? Yeah, we we have a drawbot class with Just, and um, it's it's like a fun way to get to know Python. It's like you put some codes, and then you have a graphic output. Mm -hmm. um, and I think not everyone is as interested in coding or or programming, but I think um, we start like at a very low level, and every every week we learn something new and then in the end we have to introduce your our own projects and i think it's also like actually quite a lot of fun to program or code together i mean you can for i see more than two and so mm -hmm. you can help others and some people are very good at it or very interested mm -hmm. into it and they can help like people who are like less interested or need more help 
So, uh, and it also makes you think differently about stuff. Um, also now in my type design experience or practice, I use a lot of Python code mm -hmm. to speed up the process. Um, like spacing is something like very handy, um, anchors. So I think even after type media, I mean, obviously after type media, I will still learn more about Python and use more coding in my practice as a designer mm -hmm. for sure. And you mentioned this drawbot. What is this? What is drawbot? Uh, drawbot is a small application where you can um, design or create GIFs or like even posters or I don't know. You can do quite a mm -hmm. lot with it. It it's just you just need the basis of Python. And that's it. Yeah, it's an easy way for designers to learn how to code, mm -hmm. basically because it's visual visual coding in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that was the, let's say, the first semester mm -hmm. of Type Media, and then we go to the second semester, which is, I think, as you, Laura, uh, briefly mentioned before, it's um, it's a bit different because you work only on one project, right? So this yeah. is your, probably your graduation project. Yes. And how does it look? So then you don't have classes, you only have individual talks with tutors, or...? Yes, we have uh, individual talks. We had a uh, part of our classes that continued from the first semester, mm -hmm. and then they finished middle of March, I think. Um, and we have one other class, typography. Um, but the rest is individual talks with the teachers. And uh, every month we have to we have a presentation, basically to show our progress and what we did and how we did, mm -hmm. uh, which is very helpful in the whole run. It's a marathon. So it's helpful to have these um, stops in time mm -hmm. where you just think about the whole thing that you create yeah. okay um so maybe now we're gonna jump uh, to the question about you and what are what is your practice as a type designer if that's how you call yourself um and uh, i'm interested in like your interests or f your methods or formats you work with also in a way like how do you approach type design Oof, uh, that's that's a difficult question you can also uh, here mention your graduation project if that's easier, for instance, for you. I mean, I started my I started with something completely different. I think with script typefaces, and now I ended up with a sans humanistic sans serif with a flare counterpart, and they interpolate, and then I have a display kind of version too, and then I still have to create some italics. But I think uh, the good thing of the final projects I mean I think that's that's something general you don't need from the beginning like a very specific idea of what you're gonna mm -hmm. do um, they will guide you uh, some more some teachers more than others and in the end I think everyone found their way um, in their project I mean I don't, yeah. I, I don't know anyone who from the start had this moment like I'm gonna do this and I will focus on this I think everyone had some struggles options, options yes. choices mm -hmm. to make um but yeah like i said i i try to um use as much technology font technology and other stuff in my in my design practice so i chose for a variable font and mm -hmm. now when i look back at it i don't know if that was such a smart idea because uh, now i'm cuffed at some kind of rules and it's it's very complex but i learned a lot um, Can you maybe explain briefly what is variable font? A uh, variable font is um, also a difficult question, but a variable font is you need 
a design space and a design space exists, an easy or a simple design space exists out of two uh, masters or sources. Um, and you can imagine it as two dots and a line in between. The two dots are the masters and the line in between is the interpolation between those. And for example, every letter needs to have the same amount of points. They have to uh, be compatible with each other, otherwise the mm -hmm. interpolation will break. And between the interpolation, which means like from going from the one point from point A to point B, uh, every letter the letters transform or they get different shapes, and you can do a lot with it. It's mm -hmm. it's a very handy tool to speed up the process when you think I have to draw a bolt, and you start with your regular and you make a, a fat or a heavy weight counterpart, and then you can yeah. interpolate easily to find the right weight for the bolt. Mm -hmm. And then there's it's up to you what your next steps will be. You can uh, make an instance and an instance is like a very specific point on that axis you take it and you adjust it and you make it right um, <laughs> that's very in-depth is that okay sorry <laughs> no that's fine that's fine that's, that's what great. i asked for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so yeah, that's great. a variable font that's, that's <laughs> more or less font, more or less and um how about your practice laura Mm, I started with calligraphy and um, this is also my background so it was a kind of a safe space for me and also teachers noted that but it's also my strength so from there I tried to move to the drawing and because calligraphy is the furthest step from type design so you always need some kind of interpretation in between so I continue with drawing but then with drawing, I keep drawing the same thing, so I had to reinvent my process in a way. And I, um, something I did was cut paper and rearrange some letters fast without thinking. And then right after that, I would draw. And this will help me to really disconnect from the analyzing brain that mm -hmm. says, yeah, this should be made like this and that. Because we also learn so much in the first semester that you have to kind of break the knowledge and find your own path. Yeah. And um, yeah. And for your graduation project, what is it going to be? It is going to be a few things. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I have actually two things that I'm working on. One is a family of uh, five uh, styles with a display and the display is uh, related to the brush, mm -hmm. to the calligraphy. Um, and the other project is uh, a, a variable font with uh, optical size axis so this is just one style but i really wanted to explore mm -hmm. this because i have a very nice drawing that i really like and wanted to to do and could you say what is a display uh, what is a display typeface a display typeface is a typeface that you would use for uh, titling to make uh, some impression or to say something louder than the normal mm -hmm. text mm -hmm. Okay. And I really wanted to learn about display fonts in in the graduation project. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, um, maybe let's uh, let's jump to a question about expectations versus reality. So, um, I assume that you probably had some sort of an image in your mind before you came to uh, KBK. How is it going to look like? How this type of media design uh, department looks like, or uh, this type of thoughts, and then. You you are finally here. You arrived. You're enrolled, and you're starting your master program. And there was something which was maybe different than you expected. 
I was uh, very excited but also nervous about the program because I I heard stories before that it's very intense, very stressful, but also a really nice place to be and it gives a lot of opportunities to learn. Uh, and uh, But yeah, the workload is really true. It's a lot of work, uh, but it's manageable. Mm-hmm. We did it. We're here. Uh, yeah, um, I think that was my main concern. Mm-hmm. And also the weather. I knew that it's going to rain, but it didn't rain so much after all. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think this year was pretty good for us. <laughs> yes. It was good. I thought yeah. it was raining a lot during winter. <laughs> I was, I, I've never experienced something like this. I mean, me neither, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny to hear. I mean, I'm from Belgium and kind of used to this kind of weather, mm-hmm. but even during like February or January, there were these storms and ah, it was storms, yeah. oh, winds yes. like, oh, yeah, the I'm wind. not used to, not used to that kind of to this wind. wind. No, yeah. me neither. You bike and you cannot move actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is extreme, but is this workload you mentioned, Clara? Is this something? Um, is this something you are kind of happy about in a case in in a situation that you learn a lot, or is it something which is really? Um, now, when I look back, I think it's great because we learn a lot. Mm-hmm. But when I was going through this, it was so much that um, sometimes I cannot. I mean, yeah, it was very hard at times. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's manageable. Mm-hmm. You prove to yourself how much you can do. Um, yeah, do think I, so? I think uh, it's a lot of work, but I I know some people who studied here, and I heard some heard some stories about like working all pulling all nighters uh, every day of the week, and I think it's not that bad. Uh, it's not. It's not that bad. Yeah. We sleep. I think it's also very important to have a good rest every night because you have to you have to perform the day after anyway. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make sense to, yeah, pull out all nighter and come to the studio super tired and not being able to work or function. Um, mm-hmm. It's also important to keep an eye on your physical, and mental health. Uh, I think that this can be stressed enough that how important that is. I mean, um, yeah, even if you can do ten minutes sport a day, it's already something that helps yeah. the brain. Small, mm-hmm. small things and. Uh, healthy food um, give yourself sometimes some kind of weekends mm-hmm. uh, on s- take a day off on Sunday that's very important yeah. otherwise there's no difference anymore between school or day off or a weekend um, and something else I would like men- like to mention is like don't be afraid to fail during this year I mean mm-hmm. it's something yeah. it, it brings <clears throat> a lot of stress and everyone wants to do design make the best project ever and I, I, I can say it's not going to happen here. Uh, you will make a bunch of other typefaces, other work. In the coming years, you're here to study. You're here to learn, to get to know n- new people. And yeah, uh, in one of our classes, we talked about like embrace failure. And mm-hmm. I think that's a very essential thing I learned here that it's okay to make mistakes. I think we all make mistakes every day and we learn from them. Yeah. And the day after we try to do better and we probably fail again. But um yeah, I think in these kind of times, everyone's super stressed. Everyone, everything has to be like super fast produced. Um, yeah, it's very important to sometimes don't be too hard on yourself either. I mean, it doesn't mean that your work doesn't have to be good, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. But to give yourself some give praise yourself. and some time off and, mm-hmm. yeah. and and some mental space, 
and it's mm-hmm. good to have friends to talk to your friends <laughs> from the class or meet other people that's very very helpful. friends quite handy <laughs> yes really i really appreciate it that sounds so all very reasonable and uh, we still have some time so i think maybe before we jump to the last question about the landscape of the hague and studying in the hague maybe i will also ask you about the um if do you because it's a one year program master program and in very often uh people have to write their thesis right in uh in masters so do you guys also have to write thesis or is it something different uh no we don't we have we have to design or create a process book where we write down the process um, but there's not something like very theoretical or academic thesis we have to write down uh it's i think it's very important to write down your process and your feedback talks every time you have one, but um, it will only help yourself. And it's also handy to look back at it and to put it in your process book. But it's not like we don't have, we don't need to write like 10,000 words about yeah. what's design or a, a kind of question. Yeah, no, it's more about the the creation of, of what we do. Our mm-hmm. typefaces, they are the thesis part. And then we just explain, we support the work with, with words. Mm-hmm. It can also be like a lot of pictures or images you made during the year, or sketches or scans, and just with like small caption underneath. I mean, I've seen quite some uh, process books by now, so they're like different kind of if expressions. You're, yeah, if you if you're not that good in writing, I think it's also a good option to just try to express yourself in images in mm-hmm. a way and just mm-hmm. make small notes and captions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I was yeah, I was curious about that, so I thought maybe it's good to ask. Um, okay, living in the Hague, um, how is it? Like we are all international students here; it's very international environment. And how do you find the Hague? Do you have any spots to recommend? Um, yeah, in the beginning of the year there was still COVID, uh, so we didn't go anywhere except for playing uh, table foosball. <laughs> in our studio <laughs> and drinking beer but now yeah. in the second semester i mean uh covid is gone between quotes and we sometimes I, i mean i or we the class go to a bar called the pass <laughs> and it's also called the type bar i've heard but I, I, type bar yeah What's like that? a lot of type designers hang around at the pass apparently <laughs> um, but yeah i think also living in the hague means try to make some friends that are not designers or um, type designers. I think it's also very nice to just have a talk about normal daily stuff. Um, I mean, in my case, I was lucky to have like three roommates who were doing something completely different. So every night when I came home, I could have a talk with uh, my roommate and talk about, I don't know, their life. Like they're studying political science, for example. So it's something completely different. But, and yeah, as a Belgian, Life in the, in the Netherlands is not as diff- so different mm-hmm. from yeah. Belgium. I mean, I speak Dutch. Uh, I mean, they sometimes understand me when I'm speaking Dutch. It's not always as clear, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to, <laughs> I try, but it's not uh, that easy. But okay. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. is it for you, Laura? For me, it's a very open environment, very friendly people and uh, it feels very nice to be here. Mm-hmm. Um, I stay mostly in the studio, actually, don't really go out so much, but uh, I can recommend a few museums that I enjoy a lot. So Escher Museum mm-hmm. and Kunstmuseum, the mm-hmm. Vorlinden, yeah, Vorlinden uh, in that's a great museum. Yes, 
also gives such a nice experience with the architecture inside and the way it's yeah. built. Is what was the museum we visited uh, in Scheveningen? The Alfonso Mucha exhibition? Yeah, this is the Kunstmuseum. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, that's indeed a nice building. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and otherwise I love going to the park. Haxebos is one of my favorite mm -hmm. places and also the beach. Uh, especially now that it's warmer and yeah. the park is green uh, and I bike a lot. That's mm -hmm. that's helping me. Yeah. yeah, life is nice here. I don't know how it is if you're not a student, but if you're a student, it can be a very nice experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, so we arrived at the end uh, to, uh, to our conversation, to our another episode of In Conversation podcast and um, I spoke to Sam and Laura from Type and Media Department and so yeah thank you very much for your time thank, thank you, you very for much having me. for having me